You're listening to Life's Too Sport, the sport podcast from Now TV. And it's live! Well, not really. Why, hello there! It's another week and another episode of Life's Too Sport. Let's talk the talk. I've got Joe Reed with me, the, uh, well, the extraordinaire of last week. How you Good doing? Morning. Good morning, I'm alright, you? I'm very well, and making an eagerly anticipated debut... The lucrative contract is signed. The medical is passed. It's Sophie Hack. Hey, kids. Yeah. I'm here. How are you feeling? Excited? I'm Nervous? Good. I'm excited. I'm yeah. ready to talk sports. Yeah. The press have been all over this. Mm, so this debut yeah. has been hotly anticipated. Um, but it's business time. Let's do this. Uh, Euro 2016. Easy place to start. Um, let's start with Wales because they're in the semi-finals of a football tournament. How on earth has this happened, ladies and gentlemen? You're asking me, I don't know. Come on, Joe, I need you to give me an in-depth reason for why Wales are suddenly good at football. Uh, they're <laughs> playing as a unit. I think they're playing very well. Uh, they're getting for- When they get forwards, they take advantage of their chances, um, particularly you know, Sam Vokes. You look at the way he uh, he played against Belgium, mm. came on, scored the winning goal. Well, I say the winning goal, the goal that's Winning-ish goal. Yes. Um, but I, I think they're playing as a unit and can't really see past them in Germany at the moment. So... What do you think? So, how what, what, how how this happened? Because they used to be dreadful, and we could always, you know, we were supporting Wales, but as uh, the English part of us could always count on them being a little bit rubbish. Why are they not now? I just think it's Joe Allen, isn't it? Really, <laughs> oh, Joe Allen. <laughs> it's the beard. It's, it's the beard and the hair. It's just it must be streamlined. It's got some sort of change, but no, I think they're just working really well together as a team. Mm-hmm. They're actually doing football they're you doing know. bits they're yeah. doing bits and pieces they're mm. passing they're shooting and sometimes they're even scoring that's but, you know crucial that's that's what football's mm. all about and that's how you get through so it's that level of insight which made you such an anticipated <laughs> member of this podcast um can they win it i think, I think so. so yeah, yeah. On, on the note of wales they're the first team to reach the semi-finals on their euro debut since sweden in 1992 wow okay wow that's that's big news yeah actually, that, is, that actually is big news that that's sounds pretty big yeah that's um the brolin era but uh so you were thinking they'll beat portugal i think so because portugal are a bit poo can i say poo yeah, we can say poo yeah <laughs> i can say poo yeah. okay so yeah so we think they'll get through even without aaron ramsey yeah, I think yeah, so. I think he's I think a so. he's like an integral part of the team, but without him, it's just a bit easy to look at because of that bright, bright hair. Mm. We've seen glimpses of Johnny Williams. He'll come in, he'll mm. slot into Aaron yeah. Ramsey's spot, and he's you know he's performed well when I've seen him. He looks a lot older than he actually is, Johnny Williams. Yeah, yeah. I think he's only like twenty one, but he's tricky as well. He is tricky, hard to handle. So I think he'll perform well. Um, okay, well we talked about Wales. We had to talk about England. Um, knocked up. We have to. We contractually we have to. Um, <laughs> They are they are so bad. Uh, Roy Hodgson's gone. What what what's the medium term plan? What, how do we get out of this funk? Van Hal. God no. I think we just I don't know. Maybe we just need to understand that England players aren't anywhere near the quality that they used to be. They're playing mm. every every day with Premier League players from all around the world that are outstanding. But people are like, oh they're really good, and it's like I okay, take Sergio Aguero away from Raheem Sterling. Yeah. And Raheem Sterling is terrible. Probably because he left Liverpool. But you know. Probably. It's always the reason, but oh. yeah, England just aren't as good as they. Have you got? Have you got any stats as to why England are so bad, or that demonstrate England's badness? No, but I can tell you that they've beaten all four semi-finalists. <laughs> yes, they the have. Last Twelve months. So technically, England are Euro 2016 champions. Yeah. I think we can. Yeah, I think we Absolutely. can confirm that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd argue with such a point based on the fact that I think that you know you look at Spain. Quite a lot of the teams within that league 
um, they all play similarly, don't they? Mm. Um, when they come together, they they come together. They know how to play. They know each other. Um, and then you look at the English players, and we've got so many teams that play different styles within Premier League football. And I think that's why it you know makes the Premier League so exciting. But they come together and they try and play one system that just doesn't work. I think mm. Roy Hodgson, whether you know you believe what's said behind in the papers, you know, whatever, but I, 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 don't. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there was, um, I think there were arguments behind the scenes with tactics and stuff like that, but that's me. Probably about the fact that there were no tactics. Um, yeah. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'd be arguing about. Um, just to, keeping on the subject of Euro 2016, uh, we saw the Germany-Italy penalty shoot out. Is Zaza's penalty the funniest thing that's ever happened in a football match? I was waiting for the Running Man Challenge song to come over. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it was, but within about four minutes. I am still, Twitter's great. I'm still waiting for the uh, for the horse dressage video to come in for Zaza. Well, he needs a new career. So oh, yeah, that, that was, might be... That was just atrocious. It was hilarious. Even like... Come on now. Yeah, don't take, take the penalty. Take the oh, penalty. don't take the penalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do not take the penalty. It was, uh, yeah. I feel I feel like a better person now having seen it. And having seen it again, better still. <laughs> there's, there's a video where they compile all the penalties together. Mm -hmm. And about after everyone's finished, about five minutes later, Zaza's come in with his. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. God, it's so bad. But um, yeah, so I think that's the moment of the tournament. So I, I think this has been a bit of a mediocre tournament, but that penalty alone has made sure this is probably in the top three European yes. championships. Um, ever uh, we'll finish our Euro 2016 chat with a very important question probably the most important question of all who would win in a fist fight between Antonio Conte and Joachim Löw well don't laugh it's a serious question I think Löw would win just because I don't think Conte would let him touch him yeah I think he'd be too as soon as he had one hit he'd be distracted because he'd be thinking lord be I need smelly. a bath <laughs> I need something where have those hands yeah. been <laughs> what do you think Joe I bet you're a Conte fan uh, I'm a Conte fan and as, a Chelsea, as a Chelsea fan I'm very excited to have him at the bridge but uh, I, I think Conte's a complete nut job, uh, and I think he would uh, he would absolutely decimate Low. Yeah, maybe. I I, I think there's only one to find out, so we'll we'll put some calls in and we'll <laughs> see if we can get the two um you know squaring off. Um, I've set one of you a challenge for a rant of the week. Have any of you got anything that makes you really angry, Sophie? Oh. If not, we can just cut this bit out and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> there's a lot that makes me angry. All right. If, like, let's 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 cue the music just in case. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. The way you Sunday trading hours. And that's all I've got to say about that. Your rant, so what, what, what have you got? Is there anything? It doesn't even have anything to be about sport. It kind of does, actually. It's a sport podcast. Yeah. But anything that really uh, gets your goat. I hate, 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 hate when people play tennis and they make unnecessary noises when they're hitting the ball. Like, oh I know you're God. exerting a lot like of energy. That. And I understand that, you know what? This is a hard, hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to hear... This, every five seconds I don't need it like it's just just play the game mm. play the game and enjoy yourself close your eyes and it's a completely different ball game yeah no it's, maybe it's not even a ball game do you know what I mean maybe yeah. it's just I don't know what's going on but I just it's not it's unnecessary and I'm just tired are you, just, are you upset do you want to I'm a, upset I just I need you want a sit down <laughs> yeah, I need a minute did you watch Murray Kyrgios yesterday no, keep, yeah, keep going. Well, yeah, this will come later. But I was, let's have a start. Mar I, I mean, watching that game, Murray didn't really make, make much of a noise, but Kyrgios in the background making two noises. Mm. He hits the ball, he goes, ugh, and then a second later, it's, ugh. Yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> what well, well, else? Uh... I don't know. I was going to convict up. Well, he did. He, he, <laughs> um, he grunted for a drop shot, which yeah. is the least physically exerting shot you've ever done. It's just a little. <clears throat> was, uh, yeah, that was. Um, yeah. Um, but Murray doesn't make any noise anywhere else either. When he talks, you have to like, oh, oh. I like the noise Murray does when he's about to set off on a sprint and he goes, oh! 
just as, and that's his like cue to start sprinting. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, I imagine if you haven't picked up on that before, you will now forever. Um, but while we're talking about stalking, talking about Wimbledon, Novak Djokovic is out. Thanks. It's on, everyone. It's on. So what do, what do you think about that? The game against Query. Murray is going to win. No I, uh, no, I think he won't now. I think that's the whole thing. Everyone will be like, yes, Djokovic is out, so here comes Murray. And in the last minute, Murray will be like, um, I've uh, tried to play my best, but uh, I, uh, I missed the ball. The no, none of Murray's games have exceeded an hour 45 minutes yet. Yeah. None of them. And uh, I can't I can't see him past him at the moment. He must be fresh as a daisy. Well, he's got Songa next. Um, I hope this podcast gets released before the match starts. <laughs> but um, pressure on you guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, can, can he can he get through that and save save his energy? I think so. He's beaten Songa before in the semi-finals, hasn't yep. he? So I mean, I know it's quarterfinals, but I don't I don't see any reason why not. What do you think, so, Murray, or know. is this where he might slip up? I think I'm quite pessimistic as a as a British thing, though. Yeah, mm. I think I'm a bit like I'll put my hopes in that he's going to do well, but I don't want to say he's going to win and be like, yeah, yeah, because I always do that, and then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it away. I'll win a set, and then everything else will go downhill. So I'm going to say. It's up in the air. It's up in the air. Much like a ball toss before a serve. Boom. Topical. Um, <laughs> let's do some predictions then. It's time for the crystal ball jingle. What's in your crystal ball? Oh no. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Wimbledon. Who, who's going to win it then? Who's going to be in the final and who's going to win it in how many sets? Joe. Uh, Federer Murray in the final. And I think Murray will win it 3-1. Ooh, Ooh, Sophie, what do you think? I think Federer Murray, I'm going to go with Joe. But I think Federer's just going to walk walk all over good old Andy. Poor Andy. Do you think he'll cry again? I think he'll cry. I think he'll try and he'll try and firm it, but... It's not going to be easy. That's what he said in his last speech. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Uh, <laughs> at least he's won it once. All right, good predictions, guys. Um, let's talk about the Formula One took place at the weekend at the Austrian Grand Prix uh, an excellent race I'm sure you'll both agree um, what do you make of it what do you make of the drama of the last lap um, I've seen some of the aftermath videos of Nico Rosberg I've seen his vlog that uh, that he does oh, his little vlog bless he, him he's still going on about Lewis Hamilton's fault which angers me as a person and the fact that he can come out and say yeah thank you to the people that are supporting me so, your family. So, yeah. <laughs> no. And even yeah. then. <laughs> the people that love you, but you everyone else isn't Nico. <laughs> no. What, what, what did you think? Did you see the incident so far? Did um, you see the booing on the podium afterwards? I didn't know. I didn't actually. I'm going to be the, the bad person. Do you want to be I Josh this week? Watch it, but, did, you, um, did you watch Senna? I didn't. No, I haven't or watched Rush? No, the only film I've watched with Cars in is genuinely Cars. Okay, so, we you watched know, Cars. That's some kind that's of preparation. That's close enough. I mean, there's a race, there's a track, somebody wins. Someone's some, got to win. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to try and get the other one out mm. so you know obviously I'm getting the gist that Hamilton's doing quite well actually you'll be surprised how many similarities there are between the movies Cars and indeed Cars 2 and Formula 1 World <laughs> Championship oh, okay. so uh, I think that's all the preparation you really need um, great can Lewis catch Nico in the championship don't see any reason why not home round now only 11 points between the two I believe yeah there is 11 yep. yeah he's got a lot of penalties to come though because his engines keep falling off true but I I don't know. He's, he looks like he's in form at the moment, and Mercedes are at boiling point. I think Nico's pretty. Uh, quite a lot of that is to blame on his part. Well, yeah, he's he's got contract negotiations at the moment, Rosberg, and uh, taking out the team leader. Imagine if you're uh, trying to get a going through. That's like going to a job interview and punching the interview in the face, and still mm. expecting to get the job. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, Hamilton's just fundamentally faster, isn't he? He's oh just, yeah. He's just he's just the better driver. Yeah. Um, and I like him more. So. Who, um, <laughs> Okay, well, 
that's that bit done for Formula One. That was a great little uh, segue there. Sorry about that. I had to tidy that up. Um, let's go on to cricket, which seems like the natural place to go on from Formula One. I think that was smooth <laughs> as eggs, that transition. Um, smooth as eggs. The, 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 Can eggs be smooth? Yeah, eggs are really smooth, aren't they? Because they're like mm. ovular. You continue with that. All right, well, um, we'll continue this as the podcast has stopped recording. But um, the series against Sri Lanka finishes, well, today. So by the time this goes out, it'll be um, it'll be okay. post-2020. But uh, England have wiped the floor of Sri Lanka. Is this the continuation of a brand, a brave new world? No. No? You're very pessimistic today. You're all right. I am. I just, I feel, with cricket, we always seem to do really, really well. And then we're like, oh, my God, we're back on form. We're going to do amazing. Mm. And then we'll play against a team that we're supposed to absolutely pulverise and lose terribly it's like literally like the england football team we play That's games true. that are like friendlies and we're like yeah just we're gonna smash it and then we get to the big wigs and we lose big wigs bloody big wigs what do you think joe i uh, when we when we hit that top spot in the world we kind for about of, 20 minutes yeah we, we we it was that like it was around that time that we then thought okay hold on we're gonna have three different captains we're gonna have different mm. styles for these three forms of cricket and it kind of coincided with our sudden downfall. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, all these players that we had in the test squad actually were still, you know, they were still being thrust upon these other forms. Yep. And a thrust. lot of them didn't work. Yep. Um, I think now we've kind of grasped that and we've got those, you know, we've got this small kind of, uh, we've got that small segment of players that are good for different forms. And I think it's starting to work now. Uh, so, well, you're obviously optimistic for the future then. Pakistan series to come. Do you think you can win? All three forms, or particularly the test series? I think we'll win all three forms. I don't see any reason why Ooh. not. Sophie, you're obviously going to say no because you're a pessimist. Because I'm a pessimist. Can England beat Pakistan? Um, no, I think with the former at the moment, if we carry on, yeah, for sure. But again, let's not put all of our eggs in one basket. Good egg chat. Good egg. I'm this will be known as the egg segment. The yeah. eggment. <laughs> I'm Wait. putting all of my eggs in Jason Roy's basket. That sounds like an excellent yes, euphemism. Yes, it does. Um, that's, that's you do what well you done. want. Have you got any not. cricket stats? I've got one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on the note of Jason Roy, he has scored he's really 316 good. runs off 335 balls throughout the ODI series, which really includes 24 fours and seven sixes. That's really good. Yes. Sounds quite impressive. He's a cricketer. He's, he's, he's very good. He's um new Kevin Peterson, and not just because he was born in South Africa, because um, he's <laughs> dead good at cricket. Um, okay, so it's time to do a new kind of feature, which I've literally thought of about six and a half minutes before this podcast started but i'm going to call it devil's advocate we haven't got a jingle for it uh, and i'm not prepared to sing one but um, i'm going to get these guys uh, joe and sophie for about 30 seconds as you know or as robustly as i can to talk about something which they obviously don't agree with whoever comes up with the most compelling case wins probably like a twirl or something or a dairy milk um so who wants to go first out of you two go on joe ladies first ladies first go on I'll be the gentleman. <laughs> All right, Sophie, right, your yeah. challenge is for 30 seconds. Can one of you guys time for 30 seconds and just um, shout at me or like silently shout at me if 30 seconds ago? All right, you've got 30 seconds to tell me why Manchester United are going to win the Premier League next season. You're a Liverpool fan. I Go. Uh, I think Man are going to win just simply because of Jose Mourinho is going to bring his, his little plans along. And you thought, I think he came back for Chelsea and he took them straight, straight to number one. Mm-hmm. So like a, a new Adele album. Yeah. Zlatan is the is the twenty one. Yeah. In this Man United squad, and he's really really gonna come along, and he's gonna bring that bring that humour, bring that height, bring that grace, mm. and he's gonna score some absolute bangers against Liverpool. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. 
Because, you know, if Mignolet's in goal, they've that's, got no hope. That's your 30 seconds. Oh, that was, that was quite compelling. That was better than I thought it would be. You actually seemed to believe it towards the end. Um, okay, do, so... Do you, do you think so? I thought a piece of her was dying in her eyes. Oh, well, I think oh, it... yeah. I think <laughs> as soon as I asked the question, the piece of her died. But she managed to kind of resurrect it almost. Um, so we'll reset the timer. Uh, give me a thumbs up when, when it's ready to go. Joe, you've got 30 seconds to tell me why Asano, the new Arsenal signing, will propel them towards greater things in the next five years. The Japanese wonder kid. Go. Uh, Arsenal's history of signing Japanese wonder kids is, of course, fantastic, as we know. Um, they've kind of, they've lacked that uh, goal-scoring touch in previous years, I think. Olivier Giroud, not the best striker in the world. Of course, he's got a good record. Um, but with Ozil in behind him, uh, he's got a, you know, he could assist anything in the world, couldn't he? You know? yeah. He could assist Rooney's hair, hair replant, couldn't he? Let's be honest. That's good. Um, but, yeah, with Asano there, he's got a bit of pace. Wicked. He can play both feet, of course. Asano, fantastic player, but he will propel them to the top. Wow. Boom. That was quite convincing from both of you. That was really professional. Um, I think I'm going to give that to... Um, to Joe, oh, because wow. Asano being uh, an excellent signing is slightly less likely than, uh, at least in the short term, than uh, Man United winning the title. I think, as a Man United fan, although you both did really well actually, because I would not have been able to oh, argue. Well played. Well played. I take uh, great pleasure in knowing that I couldn't convince you well enough that Man United are going to win. That's true. It's, it's a feature you don't want to win. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get. I'll you. happily take the second placement, the first loser. I'll happily take that. Yeah, you came second. Thanks. Out of two, but you came second. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, well, we'll finish with the best bit about any summer. Uh, there's no Premier League on, but arguably it's even more exciting than transfer season. Woo-woo. Um, uh, I'm going to come on to something a little bit later, but for now, who do you think has done the best business so far in this transfer window? And you don't even have to lie and say Man United. You can actually be really biased if you want. Mm. Crystal Palace. Okay, really? talk to me. I'd say Crystal Palace. They've, you know, they've they're going in for players that normally they wouldn't have. They had a bid accepted for Michi Batshuayi. Um, well said. Thank you, got you that. very Spot much. Spot on. Yes. Okay. I, I did read a piece earlier that broke it down. But <laughs> I had it now before, but you know, you got to check these things. Can you say it again? Michi Batshuayi. Wow. It's brilliant. It's like Shakespeare's in the room. All right, <laughs> keep going. Uh, you know, they they're looking at buying Christian Benteke for thirty-one point five million pounds. <laughs> Thank yep. you very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Chelsea nicked in for Mitchie, but uh, hey-ho, it's one of those things. They've shown they've got money. They're doing well. They've taken advantage of the fact they reached the FA Cup final. Yep. And, of course, they've signed Steve Mandanda, mm. the Marseille goalkeeper. He is a good goalkeeper. Taken advantage of Andros Townsend wanting to play Premier League football as well, which could be a stroke of brilliance. Um, Maybe. Did he get rid of Dwight Gale? <laughs> and I think he has a little something-something. I th- I th- I've always thought he's had a little mm-hmm. something, but that he wasn't he wasn't being played at Crystal Palace. Mm, yeah. So he had to go find football elsewhere, didn't he? At the end of the day, he did. He'll perform. Yeah. He will get he'll get games at Newcastle and he'll score goals. But um, Crystal Palace for me. So who's who's done the best business so far? Um, I think I'd like to say Liverpool, but I don't know even I can't fine. justify the the price tag on Sadio Mane's head. Yes, let, uh, we'll go on to that in a second. But, but is, is, is there anyone who's done who's impressed you? I, I think... <laughs> this is hard for you, this isn't is, it? This is genuinely quite difficult because I'm trying to think from like points of view of all teams. And Man U obviously have done really, really well with who they've signed. Like They genuinely have Zlatan. And I'm not saying he's like out of this world, but he is a fantastic striker. And on he's a free. Bring goals mm. On a free. And that's how... If he wasn't on a free, I'd probably be like, well, I don't know, but he, he's free. Yeah. Um, he's like the Lewandowski of... Sweden. Of Premier League. Arrogant football. statements. 
Yes, but um, yeah, okay, I'll go with I'll go with Manu for, for this point. But there's still time. There's still, there's still time. time. Okay, well, um, let's just you touched on the Manet thing. Uh, it sounds a bit weird. Um, but the Manet thirty-four million pounds thing. Have you, did you say you had a stat for that, or is it just the fact that it's ridiculous? Liverpool have signed the last three Southampton players to have scored at Anfield. Can you name the three? Um, Nathaniel Klein. Yes. Um, Sadio Mane. Ricky Lovren, Dayan Lovren. Yes. Oh, I said Ricky Lambert. I yeah, said that. there we go. Then. That was an excellent stat. Actually, we should have put that on the jingle. Have you got any other stats? Uh, if not, we can just shoehorn one in, and I don't think anyone will notice. Not uh, apart from the fact that I've just literally admitted that I haven't done this properly. Not with, <laughs> I've not done no trans- research. <laughs> not with transfers, I'm afraid. You're plenty of Euro 2016, but no. Right, we'll, we'll finish with one. <laughs> we'll finish with one shortly. Um, okay, we'll do one more thing with, with transfers. Uh, because people are willing to believe anything, and I think I get the feeling that if you put our name in brackets after a rumor, people will believe it because they think, "Oh, now TV, they're not what we're yeah. talking about." No, but can you make <laughs> up a transfer rumor? Uh, the less believable, the better. With a price tag, a team, and a player. Price tag, a team, and a player. He says. Yep, he does. Convincingly. He doth speak. Um, Handsomely. Well, so it's got to be unconvincing. Uh, the, the weirder and but like kinder realistic so off that it's on yeah okay we'll have to cut out this silence or I can kind of hum along for a bit so it's not radio silence <gasps> for people listening who's in your rumour today <laughs> there we go alright that's given you enough thinking time yeah, um, oh god come on uh, this one's already out there and I I, I think it's, it would be a good signing for them but Nanny to Stoke Okay, uh, name 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 a name a price tag. Um, I'm going to say fifteen million. No, I need to say fifteen million. Some of the um, price tags have been floated around so far. You literally heard it here first. All right, that's good. Can you beat that? Can you beat Nani to Stoke? Because Joe's was kind of based in realism, which is kind of boring, really. I wanted it to be made up, but Nani to Stoke would be awesome. Come on, <laughs> Messi to um, I don't know Gillingham. No, because that's so obvious, isn't it? I'll say one that's probably. Hurts my heart because I'd love it to be true. But I say Luis Suarez decide. <coughs> you know, what, I'm gonna go back to Liverpool. Yeah. Just to play with the peasants again. Yeah. And realize my potential and be the best in the league because he's always gonna be number two to Messi, isn't he? Really, that as long as he's in the La Liga. He's still so. gonna be number three. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So why don't you just come back to Premier League and be like, you know what? Let's well, make myself number one over here. There are plenty of pertinent chill. reasons why he wouldn't come back to the Premier League, but I, I take that as a rhetorical yeah. question. What's the fee? Why? What, what Suarez gonna go back to Liverpool for? On a free. On a free. He'll be like, I do it for my friends. Now that is something we can get behind and just make up. Um, okay, well, we were going to finish there, but I want to put the stat of the week in because I got this so badly wrong. Stat um, of the week. It's time for stat of the week. Here's my stat of the week. You've got the wrong week. Do it again. Joe, what have you got for us? Uh, so Any nuggets? It was the 46th win of Lewis Hamilton's career, but on a larger scale, it was the 250th Grand Prix win by a British driver in Formula One at the weekend. Wow. Ooh. Very good. Singular 250th win by a British driver. It was. Okay. Um, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent start of the week. <laughs> that wasn't worth it, really, was it? That's a good, that was a good start. Okay, well, we'll um, I think that's as good as time as any to finish, really. Uh, just right. reflecting on British dominance and glory. Um, any final thoughts, lady and gentleman? Stay come, safe out there. Come on, Andy. Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. Yeah, yeah. just do some good. Bring something home. Just do, do it for the little Even man. Even if it's... Yeah. Even if it's a small dog, a Wimbledon tennis ball, just pick one up, pop it in your pocket, and come back. Bring come it back. home, Andy. Bring um, it home. 
Well, let's let's do the serious business bit. You can watch uh, the remainder of Wimbledon on the BBC app on the Now TV box. We've also got the Open coming up, which is on Now TV, so make sure you uh, look out for that. And there's loads of other sport on you can watch on Now TV with the day, week, or month pass uh, coming up in the next few weeks. There we go. That's a serious bit. Uh, so Ooh. thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thanks, Soph. You're most welcome. Thanks to Steve and uh, Josh, and you forgot your names, behind doing all the, <laughs> the twiddly knobby bits. That sounds weird. We'll get that bit rid of that bit. Uh, the twiddly knobbly bits. Thanks, guys. Uh, and thank you for listening. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye.